Kang. Shot you dad. In the head. Um, you know what? I have no special little comment to say about it. I think it was fierce podcasting. Period. That's it. It was an exercise in um <laughs> mental health awareness. <laughs> Did you listen back after uh, after you edited it? That's the thing. So we recorded on Friday last week, mm-hmm. and we got severely drunk. To the point, if I'm allowed to say, that you yeah. passed out in a wig and a skirt on the floor. No, not even a wig. I took my makeup off and my wig. It was merely the skirt. The denim skirt on the floor balls out. Yeah. Um, And I, after I, I pressed stop recording, and I don't know what happened for the next five hours. It was about 7 p.m. for me. I went to bed at around midnight. I don't know what happened. Apparently, there was some pizza eating in the middle. I threw it up the next morning. Um, Good job, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Great work tonight, Mario. <laughs> and then and then the next day, I, I edited it. I edited the whole thing. And I was like, oh, I guess this is fine. It sounds messy or whatever. But I guess the hangover was really just me still being drunk because I had no idea of what I actually did. Yeah, and then you never listened back, And then right? I never listened back. And I don't remember anything that I heard back. Oh, no. It was like listening to like a new chapter of my life when I went <laughs> back through it. And I knew that if you had been in a good state of mind that you may not have like released it or anything because <laughs> it is uh, – it's extreme, baby. I can, t- I can tell we were already in a different headspace than we were last week because we don't set us aggressive. Apparently, like, we, we opened up. Yeah, we were up- aggressive last week. I was in you a You were mood. aggressive too, bitch. No, no, no. I said we because I, oh. I know I was instigating and throwing a lot of it. Like, uh, however, you- I was rightfully angry at one point because you edited out you calling Mariah Carey fat and then said <laughs> you were editing it. And then you left in me talking about her fat rolls immediately after i did that and i on knew purpose. you would do I... <laughs> <laughs> my co-host is a demon uh i actually don't regret anything i said with the exception of two things and the first one is that i made a joke about marina being fat that i don't really think is true and just kind of sounded rude and obnoxious and then the second one is I made a joke about Soju's ESL ability. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's honestly because, you know, being someone living in a country where I'm speaking the second language and every day I feel like myself struggling and I can tell other people are struggling with me and it's all very messy. I do feel licensed to attack on, the, on that merit. I just, it's so funny that we started the episode being like, Oh, so we've received some criti- <laughs> we've received some critiques that are apparently all we do is call women's cunts and be misogynistic, only to proceed for a full hour and a half to call every woman under the sun a fucking cunt and be and the most fat. misogynistic. It was so much fat shaming. Just because you are fat, I have I feel so much liberty to say mean things about fat people. <laughs> I'm not like, even fat anymore. I'm. Don't say that. I want to keep oh, no, calling women so fat. fat. I am a cow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to go from a cow to a pig? 
Old MacDonald, Old MacDonald had, a had a farm. Touch my body. I cannot believe that the the Old MacDonald moment like horrified me. It was like staring into a mirror and seeing something you don't like on the other side. Because you were you were setting me. I uploaded the episode and I was like, okay, here you go. And like I said, I had just edited less than 24 hours before, like 10 hours before. And then I put it on and I was like, okay, I guess it'll be fine. And then you were setting, you were constantly sending me these clips like, did this just happen? Did we actually say this? And I was like, oh my God, it's like 10 a.m. I am horrified. <laughs> well, at first they were kind of like innocuous. It was like me just making fun of you for being overweight. And then <laughs> it just started gradually increasing um, and yet, n- nonetheless, the little gang bangers out there um, seemed to like the episode. And also, somebody said that they felt that they were learning about gay culture from the episode. And I could not believe someone yeah. learned. I-, I saw that somebody uh, added uh, added us on Twitter being like, actually, I feel like I'm learning so much about gay culture. And I'm guessing that we're talking about our whole conversation about... Uh, um, Judy Judy Goldberg. It was like Judy the whole Garland standing and, conversation, yeah, the misogyny yeah. thing. Yeah, I was discussing misogyny to go on and be um. Well, whatever. No, because I think uh. we made the point. Oh, yeah, I think we made the point. And uh, gays being misogynistic. Who cares? Next, get get over it or get with it. Especially if you're gonna spend your career catering to gays. What do you mean? You can't. <laughs> If you can't handle <laughs> what gays with misogyny, get over it or get with it. <laughs> you're either in or you're out. So who's a fat cunt this week? Well, that's honestly how I feel. It's like if you don't like me being misogynistic, then go listen to another podcast. Like go listen to Race Chaser with Alaska and Willem and listen to their social justice spiels. This is not the show for you. Alaska. I actually like Alaska. I just think that I don't really like her liberal era that she's in right now. She feels very rehearsed, and her show with Willem is like, okay, let's do the same bit every single week. Let's say the same things every week with a little commentary on Drag Race, and then let's shame everyone about COVID and scold. It's very not drag to me i don't listen to podcasts so i wouldn't know but i have also have not thought about alaska in years well she won all stars and said that's all i need to do yeah and that was genuinely what six years ago i think fuck i think it was actually six years ago wait seriously i remember watching that very vividly i think it was 20 i think i think it was around the same time that glory came out that's how gay i am to tie those two together but so that must have made it 2016 so yeah uh, five six years ago that would be five years it's 2021 not 2022 you idiot oh wow esl ability also affect your arithmetic skills i'm a fat bitch (laughs) the diabetes has got into my brain I can't. Some of the things I said to you were so cruel. I don't give a fuck because I don't care about you that much to be offended. Oh, that's not true. No, it's because we love each other very dearly that we can we can take it from each other. You also brought up the door incident, so. Oh yeah, I I, <laughs> I remember putting that in. I was like, like with the door, and then and you're like, uh, I'm not <laughs> doing this. Well, 
no more door incidents to be had. I was talking to this one guy, and uh, he thought it was a an actual woman until he saw my dick. <laughs> oh, that that's not it. Also, I dragged my boyfriend so hard last week for no reason. I don't recall. Yeah, well. <laughs> I, was like, that's I had a nice, I had a nice weekend with my if boyfriend. He, if he doesn't get a, give us an interview with so-and-so, then he's a fucking piece of shit. I bet you could say it to his face. Well, not until I'm home. Yeah, well. When I'm, when I'm, I safe, when I'm safe and at home. I don't care about your drama with your boyfriend. I want to talk about my boyfriend. We had a really nice weekend. We watched a movie and I played with my cat. What movie did y'all watch? WandaVision? No, we, that's not a movie. Uh, we watched uh, this new Japanese movie. Um, in English, it's called Suicide Forest Village. It's like... About the suicide forest. It was a pretty dumb horror movie. But all of the horror movies I've seen in Japan recently have been complete garbage and WandaVision level bullshit. So I was pretty impressed with this one. I thought it was good. I haven't watched a horror movie in so long. Unless you count Vita that we watched a couple. And The Prom. At the Prom. Okay. Nominated for a Golden topics. Globe. I have a lot. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the Golden Globes? Ugh. I have a. I have Nominated a lot for to say. plenty of Golden Globes, actually. Ryan okay. Murphy's so, The Prom. There just was nothing to nominate this year. I think they should have just skipped this year. Honestly, I. I agree. I I I want. I constantly watch a lot of movies. Always go to the movies. This year with COVID and everything, it's not even about seeing them in theaters. It's just also what's been released was. Ugh. Except for well, Promising um, a Woman. I love that. I haven't seen it yet. I have a feeling I'm not going to like it. I either like it or hate it, which it's that type of movie. I would love to well, hear I love your Carrie, hot takes. I love Carrie Mulligan, but I don't like Me Too. So we'll just see how mm, that goes. But it's not... Um, do, do you know the spoilers or everything? I don't. So, okay, I'll, so just I watch promise it. you, I will watch it like tomorrow or something. Because it, it's not, it's not quite that. I just don't. I hope it's not a movie in which the female protagonist is like a perfect moral upright hero and oh. is completely justified in all of her Absolutely actions. Absolutely not. The protagonist okay. is one of the most vile people, like unlikable characters. She's because she is not. I. I presented uh-huh. as a hero at all i mean well that's what good. she's doing is like yes lay mama but it's vile okay well i will watch and we can talk about it next week but um i hope you do and stay I away find... from any spoilers okay i will i find that there's like <clears throat> like this uh trend in women in movies where they all have to be perfect like completely strong impenetrable dolls who don't need a man and are so strong and they have like no character flaws at all so when i saw midsummer and it shows like this traumatized woman making like a really bad choice and kind of like paying a consequence for it i found it very exciting so uh, well then i think i think you might love promising young woman then okay we i will watch we'll find out everything else that was nominated looks like crap crap they Crap. nominated Borat. <laughs> That's humiliating. It was terrible. That it's so embarrassing. I wouldn't. I didn't even watch it. I didn't need to. But like to nominate 
Borat well, the to first nominate was not Sasha Baron Cohen? Yeah, because people are so stupid that they think Borat is pressing highbrow art. What's so funny is that, just... like, the first Borat was nominated for an Academy Award for, I think, Best Adapted Screenplay. Mm-hmm. And what is the actual screenplay in the movie? Like, the Pamela Anderson storyline? Because everything else is improvised. So what are you nominating right. it for? Well, they have to submit, like, a screenplay to the Academy to have it nominated. So, so they sent something in, I guess. Yeah, but... If you think about what would actually have been written down to for the movie, that would be, like, five pages. Yeah. I, my Borat take is that I think originally it was, like, kind of edgy and interesting. But my wife! Only to, like, the most... My wife! Oh, is only to the most normie people. Kazakhstan, my wife! Ugh. Do we have to keep podcasting? You doing that voice just, like, took, like, five years off of my life. My wife. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to... Let me just take a really big, fat swig of my Nihon shoe. I need to get up a, another level here. Yeah, I don't hear you I'm slurring just... yet. I am not entertained. I... <laughs> I have my big jug here that's, like, two times bigger than my head. Oh, I, I'm, I'm kind of gagging before I even drink it. Can you count me in? Sing some Lady Gaga to me while I do it. Okay, with the monster. No, no, no. That's not that's not Gaga. Oh, who's that? Were you just singing I'm Afraid of the Monster That's Under My Bed by Rihanna featuring Re- Eminem? <laughs> I guess I was. I'm in love with the monster. Yeah, you were. What's wrong with you? No, no one has thought about that song in a decade, and yet it just blew up in your brain. I am 48 years old. That's true. Okay, sing some actual Gaga to me. I want to hear something from Fame Monster. Ra ra mama mama ooh la la ra ra ooh mama. I want a romance. <coughs> uh. <coughs> it was so. <coughs> I'm okay. Another one. Another that... one. I'll sing another song. No, I. Um. Okay, Golden Globes. Golden Globes. I thought I had a take about this, and now I'm not so sure I have a take about anything. Well, I'll give you something to take about. Okay. The autism movie by Sia nominated for various awards. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what is it called again? It's called called, like Sync. Oh my god, I thought it was called Sing, but that's a movie about a pig. Oh, I love that. I watched that at the theaters, and I was and my my boy my boyfriend has the most terrible taste in movies. He loved it. I loved it. They sang. There was a fad pig who danced. One sec. Oh my god, they sang and sang. They sang I cannot and believe. Sang. Oh wait, did so also music. Hamilton was nominated and the prom. Okay, Hamilton's not even a fucking movie but that's why you could i think it's only eligible for the gold but well first of all let's put this out there let bracket the golden yeah. globes are critically there are equivalent to like the nickelodeon kids choice awards yeah they are movies for babies the the, the only the appeal voting... to the golden globes is that the award show is kind of campy and stupid it's to me it's the best award show as a show yeah but as then they realized 
then they realized that it was like a good award show and that and then they 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 leaned way too hard into it i don't know it's still like the campiest most fun like because you you have everybody just getting completely shit-faced well like the oscars uh, but critically they don't mean anything like oh she won a golden unless it's madonna and i will boast it like oh she won a golden globe but if it's anybody else like the golden globes don't mean anything but really they don't you won a golden globe like oh my god great like let me just give you your people's choice awards while we're at it literally the the voting bodies like what 30 french um critics like it's not that honestly sounds like it would be even more correct then but these french people it's like marie le pen in her <laughs> squadron do you know who oh, that you is? want to talk about a pig then yeah <laughs> touch my body oh did you know that all of slater's album leaked yesterday like the whole thing and it's supposed to come out oh, in like just... four months <laughs> she just can't get a she just can't win oh my god that poor girl well, wasn't she? Didn't she get canceled for being racist? Oh yeah, but it was so dumb. But we love so problematic st- white woman. We love. It was just so stupid because you know what? Like she was a like thirteen year old in Texas, like on Stan Twitter in like two thousand and five. Like, uh, I, you, let's adjust the numbers a little bit. It was yeah, much later I was like, two thousand and five. Even existed? But. No, it did not. But in any case, she was, like, on Twitter at, like, a young, and, and Tumblr as well, at, like, a, at a much younger age. And at least when I went to school, um, the politics around the N-word were very different. I don't want to have this conversation. Well, we already started it, no, so. No, I'm not having this. Let, Can you believe Chadwick most, Bo, Mo, Chadwick Boseman got a pos- Let me change the conversation, but I can't even pronounce one word. <laughs> Francis McDormand got nominated ESL. for No Man's Land. Well, of course she did. It's gonna, it's gonna be the one that wins everything. She's a fat cunt. She's. I wish she was fat, but she's like cancerously skinny. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's like serving me chemo with that haircut too. Like, oh my god, come on, breast cancer. Uh, well, uh, the only thing I know about White Diamond is uh, I just ordered a fragrance called White Diamond. It's Elizabeth Taylor's. You did not. What I did. a dump. What a dump. You know what the best part about that is that it's uh, Elizabeth Taylor like, doing like a Betty Page impression. Did you just say it's Betty like, not... Page? Wait, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what it is. What is it? <laughs> oh my god! Not Betty Page. <laughs> Who the fuck is Betty Page? Betty Page is like that pinup queen with like the the fringe, the curl fringe. <laughs> what a dump! What a dump! Said Betty Page. <laughs> It's like the con- like the contemporary version of that is like I'm trying to like refer to like Isabel Huppert and I'm like Selena Gomez. <laughs> no, what what was it I said about Isabel Huppert and I said she was okay. It's Betty Davis. It's Betty Davis. I'm so stupid. Betty Page. Betty and you Page. said it so confidently too. Finally, <laughs> finally, I get my revenge. Betty Boop. After I said what was it I said? Oh, Michelle, uh, Michelle Gainsbourg. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't she on Drag Race? Oh my... 
Michelle Gainsbourg and <laughs> Betty Page going out for drinks at the bar on Gang Bang. Gang Bang. I love Gang Bang, by the way. With Frances McDormand, the cancer patient. <laughs> this is getting away from the fact that I bought the White Diamond Elizabeth Taylor fragrance. I can't wait. That I, I just know it smells like AIDS. <laughs> Good for her. She's bringing more awareness to the people that's by all, making that's, all these you know gay what? men who smell she, the fragrance. <laughs> She, she, a, she says, her, if you smell like AIDS, someone's going to want to use a condom. Joke, jokes sake. aside, her AIDS activism, along with Madonna's, yes. is truly historic. Oh, no, she is... Um, her and Madonna are in my only truly, like, actual gay legend bracket because of what they did during the HIV-AIDS crisis. What was Chair doing? Putting on Bob Mackie's clothes while oh calling God, him she's a putting faggot. on her Bob Mackie. I'm I love Bob Mackie. Look at my long hair. Ooh. Oh. Let me pretend to be Native American. Ugh. Half what is she? she this bitch has a song called fucking <laughs> half breed. She has a song called half breed. Why isn't she getting clogged for that shit? She pretended yeah, the drag to be race a whole like, oh, different it's race. Funny. They put, oh, it's funny that she wasn't aware. Cultural appropriation wasn't real then. Isn't that funny and cute? Where is that energy for Madonna? Like, oh, I can't. Don't get me started. No more share. We had to wait until the end of the episode, but I'm mad now. Now I'm aggressive again. Take another shot. I'll sing more Gaga. All right, I'm ready. Let's go. Okay. Betty Page, come on. Uh, I have to sing Betty Page? No, no, no. You had to, I was just saying that to be fun and to leave some little memes for the gangbangers. <laughs> Come on, Betty Page. Okay, I'll sing. Okay, sing, sing to me, baby. Okay. Um, um. Can you sing? Um. Uh, I really was enjoying "So Happy I Could Die" when I was re-listening to the Fame Monster this week. Oh, can you I, can I you sing that for me? No. So happy I could die. Be your best friend. Yeah, I love you forever. You know, yeah, up yeah, in the yeah, club yeah, and I'm higher yeah. than ever. Uh, uh, uh. So happy. Never I mind. Just sing something from Chromatica since this is obviously eluding you. No, no, no. Um, show me your teeth. <laughs> show me Do your teeth. <laughs> I can't. Vagina dentata. Vagina dentata. Okay, okay. <laughs> Okay, I did chase with highball. Yeah, I heard that second. This little bloop. What were we talking about? We were like going all over the place. I don't know how Golden Globes led to share, but I guess everything does on Gangbang, huh? Because we hate that bitch. I want to hit her. You want to hit her? You would break <laughs> her. Her poor little frail bones. <laughs> the crumbling skeleton from Scary Movie. Cindy, this is bones. <laughs> This is a skeleton. This is bones. <laughs> this is bones, Cindy. Um. Okay. Uh, do I have anything else to say about the Golden Globes? Oh, we really need to talk about James Corden being nominated. That, that, that must be addressed. Bitch. I mean, I would. I would. Yeah, we know. We don't need to hear it. It goes without saying. Water is wet. Water is wet, and David gets hard at bad bitches. So what's next? Did you get a boner watching the prom? No. <gasps> oh, there was too much hesitation. You did. I was swallowing my drink. Slut. I was swallowing my drink. No, I no. You got a bone of load, <gasps> but it was my drink. Oh my god. Have you ever jerked off thinking about James Corden before or like looking at him? I jerked off to his foot pics. 
Ew. Uh, oh, my God. Get me off of this show now. And they're kind of nasty, too, but, you know. Oh, God. It was, it was my cocaine era. I'm running away to I'm so popular right now. I'm never coming back on. It was my cocaine era. What? What does that have to do with, wait, like, five years ago? Like, one and a half. I mean, you were, oh, this is so, so tragic. I am well, tragic. Now she's a Golden Globe nominee. So can we talk go, about baby. Lady Gaga's elder abuse? Getting a guy what? with Alzheimer's <laughs> to go into a studio like sing for me, Tony. <laughs> he doesn't even know what he's doing. Smell of hospital and pissing in his diaper. Like he just <laughs> wants to go home in his living room, and Lady Gaga's making him sing jazz songs. Okay, this is this is the little bow you put on the Golden Globes is to talk about. Tony whatever's diaper. Like, she's not happy giving the gays diabetes with her Play-Doh cookies. No, she's also going to do some elder abuse. She needs to I almost called him Tony Danza. You know Tony Danza? Danza. Why? No, you don't have to sing Elton John. I'm just talking. Do you know who Tony Danza is? He was in, like, one of those 80s sitcoms that WandaVision parodied. You said WandaVision? WandaVision! Oh. Are you just so surprised with the twist on WandaVision? Oh my god. No, because I was I can't wait to see the rest. Oh, WandaVision. Wow. WandaVision. Actually, in Spain, apparently there's a copyright on WandaVision, so it's called Bruja Escarlata Edición. Translate? Uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision. Are you dumb? Yeah. Yeah, I don't speak any Latin languages. Here in Romance Spain, languages. Here, here in Spain, it's called Bruja Escarlata y Vision. <laughs> what is Vision? Oh wait, it's Vision. Are you? T- <laughs> <laughs> and it, it bothers oh. me because I watch them in the original language, but then when like the title card comes up, it just says Bruja Escarlata y Vision. <laughs> And Does like, it have like that really obnoxious, ugly Marvel like lettering on the Espanol? Yeah, kinda. Bruja Escarlata y Vision. Hey, how good is your Spanish? Bad. Very bad. Yeah. Are you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. I can buy cigarettes. How's your Thai language? I can buy cigarettes. <clears throat> How's your English? Uh, a cigarette, please. <laughs> okay, sir, what kind of cigarette would you like? Uh, the yellow. The camel yellow, please. I smoke the, I smoke the camel yellow. I come, I, come from, I, I come from Italy. They're cheaper there, but I want the camel yellow, please. I did forget that you really are so poor that you smoke camels. Uh, they're like the most expensive ones here. Not in America, baby. Those are like... The cheapest one is like a Marlboro Red, which except for like, you know, the ugly like convenience store brand ones. And that's why I started smoking Reds is because they were cheap at the store. In Bangkok, they're like the most expensive. I mean, they're all like a dollar, but it's like a dollar ten. <laughs> yeah, it's um, they just raised the price by 60 yen in Japan. So it went from 510 to 570. So it's like about equivalent to like it's five in, bucks. When I was living like in London, it's insane. A pack would be like... 11, 11 pounds, something like that. Yeah. Which is It's insane. like the same in Canada, it's too. Insane. They were charging, like, $15 for packs in Canada. And, like, before Ava and I went on our little Canada spring vacation, we, like, bought a carton of cigarettes to bring with us so we didn't have to, like, buy them there. I'm calling ICE. 
I want a carton of cigarettes right now. Uh, I love having so many cigarettes available to you. It's so luxurious. Oh, same. I like, I mass buy like five packs. I mean, they last me a day and a half, but at least I know I have them. No, I frequently am running out of cigarettes. I know. I wait until I don't have any and then I go buy them. Look at me. I'm Sandra D. Thanks, Stalker Channing. Wait, did we talk about... Did we make a joke about... Yeah, we did. I think I think this is like the second time Stalker Channing has come up on Gang Bash. Yeah, on uh, the episode of Brian. Oh. I don't remember. I, I mean, I love you, Brian. I just don't remember anything about anything. Okay. Um, I want a cigarette, actually, since we were just talking about them. Okay. You gonna take a break? What, are you going to sing here and, or we not take a break? Like, I'm going to take a break and you're going to sit here and sing more fame monster <laughs> for the audience? No, so I'll just go make myself a drink. That's what I was going to do. Okay, let's do it. Okay, perfect. Mwah. Kiss, kiss, bye-bye. <laughs> Did you hear that noise I made? Yeah, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I was like, okay, we're coming back. And then Dave was just like, oh, no, wait, hold up. And I was like, oh, wait. And then she was like, oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. Just start. Why don't you? <laughs> I was just grabbing my lighter. That's all I meant. But okay, make it a whole thing. I wish I could smoke. In th- I, I mean, I could. I just feel like too good of a human to do that. I only do it once a week when I'm recording the pod. Then I wash all my sheets the next day if I don't vomit in them as well. Well, lately I've been recording the podcast in the room in which I sleep, so... That's why you pass it on the floor. No, because it's because I have my hot table. But I need this hot table. But the weather here is so fucked. Like, yesterday we had the fireplace on, and it was freezing, and then today's like 25 degrees. I don't understand. Thank you, Ginny Lemon, for the weather report. (laughs) I am non-binary, just like her. We are non-binary yes, I legends. Was, I was about to explain the joy of a Japanese kotatsu, and it's a table, and the top layer of the table is like a big removable plate, basically. Like, it's a huge thing, right? And then if you take it off, you can put a blanket on it, and then beneath that is the frame where there's a heater. And so you can sit under the blanket by the table, and it's this warm, hot experience. And I left it on... I took off my clothes except for my skirt, and then I fell asleep, and my back hurt for three days. But it doesn't it give your balls cancer? No. Um, people say you can get a cold if you sleep under the kotatsu. I am yet to confirm such a phenomenon. Does it... Does it what, David? I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Literally as it was coming out of my mouth. Does it... <laughs> Well, does it? Does it does give it you Betty Page? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I want to talk about Drag Race. Let's talk about Drag Race. You mean Tamisha Iman's drag, drag Race? She's eliminated. I am not happy. I'm unhappy. It should have been well. Godmick should have been in the bottom. Uh, literally, the judging on that episode was like the most transparently not correct. Not as correct. It, just not you, you could even tell they couldn't make sense of it with the editing because 
when they had the the tops and the bottoms, they really couldn't even say anything bad about the bottoms. They were like, um, your outfit was kind of weird. And I mean, your face was weird. Like, meanwhile, it's like a hard challenge to judge. And also they were like, weren't expecting them to like lip sync either. It was Very the, bizarre. The whole challenge was just weird. I mean, I get it being a dance challenge, but could have lip synced to what they were doing. Everything was weird. Everything about it was weird. I don't need Elliot with two T's anymore. I, I think. Don't need I think, even though apparently he's a huge racist, according to Reddit and Twitter. Blah blah blah. Yeah, whatever. What do they call him, Elliot with three K's? <laughs> but um, he's kind of doing pretty well on on the show. I mean. He's doing fine on the show. I just, I don't care. I mean, I thought Lala, I thought Lalaree and the whole Lalaree experience. As much as I absolutely adore her, I thought she was gonna go home this episode. I can't believe Tamisha Mon went home. God, miss. I actually want to kind of talk, like should have been. In the why movie. is Lalaree like? Why does everyone like Lalaree so much? I I don't dislike her, but like everyone is like, oh my god, she's it. She's so fast. Like, oh, what no, is no, no. it? I, I don't, don't get like it. her that much. <laughs> I'm okay. just say- I'm but, just saying I enjoy her. Like. Her confessionals are good, and she's fine. Okay, so she's a human, so I guess that's why everyone has to stand, and everyone else is like a well. I mean, I I, fi- I find monster. her I find her um, charming, like, charming more than say like Tina or Godmick or. Okay, let's talk about Tina Burner really quick. She's... I have I have a few things to say, <laughs> Little Miss McDonald. She's like fifty. First of all. Why is nobody clocking her on her, like, the way she speaks? It's bizarre. It's bizarre. She scares me. If she was I was a alone band, in a room with her... And she did her, a Graham Norton? I know. Mess. Like, how? Can you imagine being alone in a room with Tina Burner in or out of drag? Like, I would kill myself. She's so weirdly shaped. She wants to... She's about to eat someone. <laughs> it. <laughs> Literally, she it. Looks she like looks it. like <laughs> she looks like the ham burglar. <laughs> She's gonna steal some hams, and the ham is your soul. I'm afraid of her. I don't want to ever meet her ever. No, I don't want to see her. No, bye. Why is she on the show? Who cast her? Oh my god! I guess this other camp queen from New York that. No one has felt any urge to see on Drag Race has to come on the show. The camp queens, the uh, campy queens. That's not camp. It's just being annoying. I, I'm, I, the whole thing about Drag Race is that it has both highlighted, um, it, okay, wait, let me restart. The weird thing, I'm just gonna leave it in anyway, but the weird thing about Drag Race, it, (laughs) it has really, um, and this week, I think, wasn't it out this week? It was the anniversary, the 12th year anniversary. So it's been 12 years That's that it's right. been on. Yeah. And it really made me think about how much it really um, changed me as and helped me as a gay youth growing up. I agree. Because yeah. even just, I mean, this is so weird to say out loud in 2020, but the concept of finding men in drag attractive was so foreign in a time back then. And a show like Drag Race helped uh, erase that stigma. And No, I think Drag Race has done a lot of impressive social yes, feats. And I, I even agree. just, even to me, honestly, like, it helped me so much to, to come out. 
If it wasn't for Drag Race, I honestly don't think it could. It, not for Drag Race in itself, but if it wasn't for shows right. like Drag Race and whatever followed and whatever, whatever. But stuff like that happening, I don't think it would have been able or would have had the courage or strength to come out back then. Is that all you wanted to say? Or is that connected to what we were talking about before? Connected. Okay. I forgot what we were talking about before, so I just had to double check. <laughs> we were talking about you never know. as much as we hate it now, the impact that it had. Oh, okay. Got it. Okay. Um, I And I don't even hate it now. Like, I honestly do kind of appreciate it as, like, a gay Super Bowl. Like, I think it's a fun thing for... It's just flat. Thing it's for, flat. It's very flat. It's very tasteless. Uh, and I don't know... I find basically every single queen on this season to be vaguely unimpressive with the exception of Tamisha, who I think is a legend and they should be including older queens like her on the show. And I just think that it's like, okay, I got it. But I haven't seen like anyone on Drag Race who's done anything new or exciting. I I haven't seen America's next drag superstar except like since Aquaria, I think. Mm. And I, I know that a lot of people don't like season 10, but I actually think that Aquaria does, like, represent something. And virtually every queen before her as well does, too, I think. I saw but her. But since then, none. Zero. Well, who, I, I, oh my god, I uh, legit cannot. Can you name no, them? I can't even think of I, them right now. Okay, Who won last year? I don't, I don't remember. Last year was Jada Essence Hall. Oh, she was, and she was, she was that, pretty cool. Yeah, she's cool. I like Jada. And then before that was uh, Evie Audley. Oh, can't stand her. The worst. Absolutely garbage. Hate. Despise. Get like off my Like dyed Sharon Needles. Lit- oh my god, literally Sharon Needles, but for people who have to like put trigger warnings on their tweets. Because uh, she has oh god, a joint really problem. Ridiculous. Sorry. She has a disease. Oh my god, her joint problem. I cannot believe that half of the season that she was on was devoted to talking about her joint issues. I could not care less. Oh, so you don't have wrinkles? It's a disease. Benjamin Button. Okay. Oh, my God. There's a great line on HBO Girls where they make a joke about how Hannah talks too much about how easily she bruises. It's giving me that. I will find a way to funnel girls into everything with this whale. goddamn show. Yeah, big. Did we? I think we did not talk about that on the show, but we recently had a phone call where we discussed Lena Dunham's body and swimsuits How she needs for like to be an harpooned. hour. <laughs> <laughs> Moby, no dick. No dick. Just clit. No dick. Moby clit. I love. Um, uh, UK Drag Race also was existing. Um, I I thoroughly I kinda, enjoyed this uh, latest development. I'm enjoying UK Drag Race a lot too. I said this earlier, I think on Gangbang, but because the queens are like less drag race accustomed, it does feel a little fresher. Yeah, and I uh, I basically am interested in every queen that's on the show. Like they they all have an angle. Um, I do think Lawrence Cheney. Lawrence being a Cheney. Bit... Yes, that's it. I think she's being a little uh, masturbated by the judges. Yeah. but when she's, I just would have like given the win very, to Ahura very that we fat um, melted pancake. 
Yeah, but when RuPaul sees someone that she thinks is mildly amusing, she just can't put that hard on down. It's like five pills of Viagra, and RuPaul won't shut up about Lawrence Cheney. Lawrence Cheney. I do like her, though. I do like her. And Cheney she's a little pretty- Madonster. I know, because she did that Madam X makeup look. I saw that. Yeah, and she has, like, a Rebel Heart uh, poster in her room, and she's tweeted about Madonna plenty of times. She's a little Madonna. Yeah, so that's who we stand. Uh, and then uh, uh, Ginny Lemon walked off set, which I think was, <laughs> was a pretty fun and exciting move. I thought it was well, mildly well, interesting. The, the, the spoilers, because apparently some there was some tea going around that, like, there was going to be a huge row... Uh, it was going to be a huge fight. Some contestant was going to fight back at RuPaul, blah, blah, blah. And so I was eagerly awaiting this episode only for her to be like, I'm going to be the punk rock queen I've always been. And then she just walks off. Also, I find it so funny where it's like, Ginny Lemon, why don't you wear heels? I have fibromyalgia. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, those chunky. Her look was shit this week. And then Michelle Visage was like, I appreciate that she's stepping out. I'm like, stepping outside of what boundary? Like, stepping outside of the boundary of looking okay? She Like, stepping outside of the boundary of looking okay into the boundary of looking shit? Like, sure, girl. You should have gone home last week. The, the thing I will appreciate about Drag Race UK is that I think it's such an equal opportunity field that I never yes, know I agree. who's going to go home. Like, with Drag Race, like, I haven't read any spoilers, right? For the first time in, like, yeah. 10 years. So I'm probably thinking, like, somebody like Lala Reed is going to go home next week. Like, you know mm-hmm. who's, who's not, like, as the weeks go by, you're like, oh, she's not making the cut. She's not making the cut. With the UK, it's like, week by week could go either way. You never know. Yeah, and the best thing about equal opportunity casting, to say it like that, is that... I know so many drag queens in my career who, like, are queens like Ginny Lemon and stuff, and they've never been represented on Drag Race before, like, American Drag Race, ever. Mm. Like, the, the, the ones that are closest to that are always, like, skinny, young, and in their 20s, like Sharon Needles, for instance, you know? And... UK Drag Race is the first to cast someone like slightly older, slightly weirder, slightly less attractive, and with a really unpolished drag. And I think it's like more accurate and interesting to the general culture than I, what we're seeing I right now. I totally agree. And uh, I will give RuPaul his flowers for this, just because of the fact uh-huh. that he's not—he's not only helping cast, uh, if he has any say in it, but he's not only helping cast these types of queens. But by actually appearing on the show, instead of just franchising it, he's actually giving them the, like, full stamp of approval. Like, this type of drag is valid. So I will give uh-huh. him that. Do you know what I mean? No, no, no. I do. I, you know, I honestly don't really have that much of a bone to pick with RuPaul. Like, I know the fracking and, like, oh, I the give less of a transphobia stuff. I about the fracking. Because you know what? I actually think RuPaul has, like, some really solid tracks. I... Oh, 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 we can go into a whole RuPaul thing oh. right now because, like, honestly, like, I back I really think that RuPaul is... Living, uh, oh, my God, Back to My Roots, the back, remix is back, back to My Roots. Back I'm going back, roots. back to my roots again. Yeah, like, you know, everyone wants to fight RuPaul for some reason. Like, It's because I, he's I mainstream the, now. He's Well, he's done some questionable things, but... No, no, no doubt, no doubt. I, I get the transphobia thing. I understand. Like, I, I know why people feel some way about it, but... At the same time, I do not think that heterosexual cisgender women should go on Drag Race ever. 
No. And and so a lot of the like bio queens? complaints. Yeah, bio queens. Oh no! Put them actually, somewhere take it back. Else. I don't care. They can go on. No, I do care. Actually, no, I, I don't, do. I don't care that I, much. Well, I work with bio queens and I love them very dearly. I just think that there are other avenues for them to show themselves. Whereas for drag queens who only make their money off of drag and aren't makeup artists or do that kind of thing, it's like this is their place. And like, I, no, I don't really can, get if into you this, can like, put on a show, then I don't care. Drag, I mean. I don't know. I'm the drag race watcher that could give less of a fuck about fashion because uh-huh. I don't know anything about it. So I don't care about looks. Well, I'm not saying anything about fashion right now either. No, but it's like I don't care about the look or the makeup really. I literally just watch drag race because it shaped me as a kid. So now I watch it for the drama and the personalities. So if you have a bio queen on, is that even can, – can we say that? Is that PC? I don't know. If you have I'm a bi- if you have a bio queen on, I could care less. Have her on. Great. No, no, like, uh, no, I don't care about the like, transformation. I don't need to see the I transformation. Really do- Ugh. I don't care about the transformation thing either. That doesn't interest me at all. I work with like five bio queens in Nagoya, and I really deeply respect them. However, all of them are Japanese women who are extremely counterculture. A lot of them have face tattoos or are working outside of like a traditional boundary. But like, when some, like, fat white girl from Wisconsin, like, puts on Trixie Mattel makeup and, like, is screaming on Twitter about how it's not fair that she can't go on Drag Race, like, I feel, like, a murderous rage inside me. Okay, because I agree. she does not live the same kind of shit that I do. And I'm not trying to, like, make I drag agree. off of, like... But you are, you see, are that's putting... What, that's what I'm saying. You are putting the label on a specific box when it shouldn't be. I mean, that's a fair argument to make, but once the floodgate is opened, but that I, I, big, to- I totally fat agree whale with you. from Wisconsin is coming. I agree. Like, I agree with what you mean. They can go. They can go on James Charles show. Yeah. They can go on so many makeup shows. I agree. They can do all these things, and the fact that they're being women but already. I'm, like, I'm not talking. But the same argument then doesn't have to be specified to bio queens. It's specified to every like bedroom queens that feel so special and unseen. Bitch. No, 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 I agree with that, too. I like, agree with that, too. you don't like, get to complain if you haven't, like, stepped your pussy up yes. to a show yes. and a club and a stage. You yes, don't I get agree. To have Scaredy an Cat, season one of Drag Race UK. She went on awful looks. Off- no, no, makeup. that was fucked up. Like, I, I mean, that I applaud them up. in a way for, like, they extended the olive branches so they could just... Get it the fuck away from them. Like, we did it. Okay, look, we did it. Bye. <laughs> yeah, God, I hope so. And like, okay, we cast her. Now we don't have to ever do that again. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was bad. It was bad. And she went home it was like, bad or something. Like, duh. Yeah, and so I guess my, my argument is not against bio queens. It's more so against, it's like, people who are not culturally drag queens. And people the- who are just... En- Entering the culture from their warped, scary exactly. perspective. It's, it's the self-entitlement of people that haven't actually stepped their pussies up. And I want to make it very clear right now, because I'm sure someone is going to be cross with me about that. Actually, I'm not sure about that, because I said horrible things and said <laughs> retarded 45 <laughs> times last episode. But anyway, I... um trans women need to be on Drag Race. Like, they desperately need to be on Drag Race and they need to be there. It needs to be a mix of gay men and and trans women. And, like, I fiercely believe that. I agree. 
Like, just Drag Race should be. I just a, don't get it. Drag Race should just be a fucking playground of um, expression. I need it to be gay. Like, I need it to be from a gay perspective. Marilyn Manson Wait, never is mind. canceled. Oh God. Oh my God. Nobody wants to hear what I think about this. Oh God. Is, Go for it. I, I'm gonna get in trouble. Well, don't. I am not. Zach, Zach, at Asuka Homo is his own person. I'm not affiliated. <laughs> what What is Asuka Homo? It's Asuka Homo. Let's learn our Nihongo Hatsuon. Please. Okay, sorry, Tonkatsu. Um. <laughs> why are you thinking about Tonkatsu? Why is Tonkatsu on the brain? She has a Tonkatsu recently. I, I wish, but it just sounds similar. I can make that. Tonkatsu and Asuka do not sound similar, you weirdo. Oh my god, David is a racist. He thinks all Japanese words sound alike. (laughs) Um, My Marilyn Manson opinion. Go. My new Me Too opinion is that I do not care what you say until someone is convicted. (laughs) With some exceptions. Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby, exceptions. Like, I got it. That's, duh. Hello. Um, if someone on the internet is just, like, saying things about you, then I no longer care. Okay, but somebody on the internet being Evan Rachel Wood. Who is she? (laughs) Let's hear it. Who is she? I'd like to know. Who is she? Did you not watch Westworld? Absolutely not. I watched the first season and I said, this is shit. And then I stopped watching. I also stopped watching after the first season because I am stupid and do not understand it. But And who is this woman? Is she just some actress who plays one of the androids? Is like, oh, I'm acting. I th- oh, I th- I'm acting. Come on, Teletubby. Teleport me to Mars. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they were married. Oh, no. Is that so? I really didn't do any reading about this at all. <laughs> Is that so? If they were married, they were, like, together for years. Nonetheless, I actually do maintain my point about Zach. this. Because look at the... No, I do. Because look at the Johnny Depp bullshit. Oh, no. No. Do not bring this shit up up in here. I do not no, want No, I have Depp. to make an example about it. I I don't want to talk about Johnny Depp. I'm just no, saying that don't the, the, don't don't let me let me that <laughs> the nature around that discourse shut up was that people shut up <laughs> I'm drinking no, a I got I gotta double shot it it goes through my body and you know I'm satisfied and you know I'm satisfied no, you have I'm feeling super duper yeah no and super duper and you know I'm satisfied I want you to hear me out really quickly okay. I'm not going to make a big point about Johnny Depp or anything. I'm not going to say one of them is innocent or guilty. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that they were married. Correct or not correct? Correct. Yes. And the narrative in the public eye flipped between them so many fucking times. And the way that these like social justice movements work is that you have to select a party to support I and then have throw to be your a boy. I have to be a girl. I tried to be Everything a I'm mess. saying about this is right. I guess I did a best. It's why Wait, I did it wrong. I have one more thing. I can say this because I'm a survivor of sexual assault multiple times. 
I have talked on gangbang about being molested and I have been raped and I do not bring it up to talk about because it doesn't matter. But I will say that sometimes things can be said and that's all I will say. I'm drinking a salade. I gotta double shot it. It goes right through my body and you know I'm satisfied. I don't have any cooper and I'm feeling super duper. You they tell me I'm a trooper. You know I'm satisfied. I do yoga and pilates and the room is full of hotties. I'm checking out the bodies and you know I'm satisfied. <gasps> I'm digging on the eyes of this metaphysic shit is dope. You know shit I'm satisfied. <laughs> Gangbang is the only pot like the only podcast where someone can come out as a rape survivor and then have someone rap the vote. <laughs> I got a lawyer and a manager and an agent and a chef. Two nannies and assistant and a driver and a jet. A trainer and a butler and a bodyguard of five. I got her in a cell. Do you think it's satisfied? I'd like to express my extreme point express of view. My extreme I'm point not a Christian view. and I'm, I'm not, not a Jew. Christian and I'm just I'm not living a Jew. out the American dream. I'm just living out the American dream. And I just dream. realized that, nothing, just is that nothing is what it seems. This is the only show where I can really say I just I was raped and then David will sing Madonna to me. Isn't that beautiful? That's That's how I fix people. This is, but I I want to make a point about this, if I may. Will you allow me, or will you start rapping? Uh, am I gonna? Uh, okay. The thing is that I don't take my rape that seriously because I went to therapy, and I realized that publicly flagellating myself with it and like Flagulence. telling my story. No, flagellate with a G, baby. Come on, ESL. Oh, like in in the Da Vinci Code, like mea culpa, mea culpa. I mean, yeah, like the Da Vinci Code, because that's the cultural references we have to resort to when we're speaking to David. (laughs) (laughs) But I just think that making a whole narrative around your sexual violence and whipping yourself about it and bringing it up and making it a, a main part of your story is conducive to nobody. I, I think it is honestly punishing to the victim. And I'm sure there are people who get power out of saying their stuff. But uh, those people, I kind of question like their moral engagement and power dynamics. And that's all I'll say. Except that I hate AOC. Yeah, well, I am not touching this conversation. Should I just keep going then? Because uh, I am apparently being contested by nobody. <laughs> I am, I am not a part of this. At a s- AOC, <laughs> shut up! Oh, no one cares. You're a politician. Once you become a politician, no, I don't care. My point wasn't care. about AOC. Fuck that bitch. It was about your other comments that, like, I have nothing to say about that. Well, I will say I don't know. Well, th- that's the whole thing. Is I don't know enough about Marilyn Manson. And his wife? Like, I don't know them. Uh. I don't know any of this shit. So why am I supposed to be... Or why is any news outlet supposed to be the one making a moral judgment on either of their characters? Like, their lives are so outside of my own that it's like... Who is... Whose job is it to make an opinion about it? Dustin Diamond died. He wasn't saved by the bell. I've never watched it. I just got so shut down and unengaged with by David. He's gonna kick me off the show. What about G-Friend and their Nazi scandal? I have to pee, but I do want to talk about that. (laughs) Okay, go pee. (laughs) 
racist K-pop idols. G-friend Nazi scandal. Okay, let me just say that I love it when Korean pop idols turn out to be racist and problematic. It's so exciting to me. The worst thing to me is it's always the people trying to defend them going like, oh, but they're Korean. Are you stupid? These people are like in their mid-twenties. They have been taught World War II. And especially if you're fucking Korean, you know World War II. Like, I will, I will say that um, in Japan, a lot of high schoolers have no idea about, like... Well, no shit! You're in fucking Japan! Like, of course they want to yeah. erase that <laughs> shit! <laughs> like, hello! And what, there's an idol group I like, and, like, during Halloween, they, like, wore, like, SS, like, themed costumes. I like, think it was, like, a cute, like, steampunk look, and they all look like Nazis. And then we're, like, so flummoxed when they, like, were getting canceled for dressing as Nazis. Well, of course Japan would try to hide its Nazi iconography and past. Yeah. If we're talking about Korea, who was personally affected by the Nazis and Japan. Right. They've been taught that. Koreans are especially aggressive towards Japanese people as time goes on and have a lot of, uh, they have a lot of correct anger towards them. So I'm shocked that Korea just doesn't get it. No, they get it. But I guess it it really is just these. To me, it's it's the point. Uh Uh-huh. It's the defense that people from the West, fans of Korean pop groups from the West make like, not everything is about uh, America. Not everything is about America. That is bizarre. World War II was not about America, dumbass. And if you actually knew your well, history, Korea was heavily involved in World War II. I, I mean, affected. So they would know. Well, I mean, the other thing taught, is that, like, like they think, like they infantilize these people to a point where it's fetishizing mm-hmm. and sad. I agree with all of that. And the other thing that makes it especially incriminating is like, who's going to a World War II museum? And posing with a military statue well, appara- character and being like... it was not a museum. Apparently it was like a set of a video. Which, to me, is even worse. Because why would that be on A the video? Set? Yeah. So, because people are saying like, Oh, she didn't know. It was in the, It was in a museum. And people are like, uh, No, it wasn't actually a museum. It was like on set. So, if it was well, a set... Well, regardless of if she knew or not, like, she should be canceled for being retarded and not being She's, able to recognize Nazi No, this woman Nazi is 26 imagery. years old. She should have known... Yeah, she should have known. Like, you know if you're Nazis, 26 and like, come on, you know, 26 years old. <laughs> no matter where you're from, you know, you know what the fuck Nazis are. You know, you know. I love the trembling of the mic as you scream. I'm drinking your a big Mario baritone voice. And you know I'm satisfied. I don't mean it cool, but and I'm feeling super duper. Yeah, they know I'm a trooper, and you know I'm satisfied. I'm gay, and I'm 48 years old. I do. I do want to say that I love um I, I I love K-pop idols getting in trouble. It's so satisfying to me. I love watching the stands like strain and flail and struggle to be able to defend like their really boring looking women. It just it really gives me that energy. And come out more xenophobic trying to defend them than they were trying to just like leave the issue alone. I know they just shut up. Like no one needs to hear a defense. Just be like sorry. I am not this person. Like, let's move on. Take another shot. I haven't heard you drink in a while. Oh, my God. You want me to take yes. another shot after yes. you, after I, ha- I had a whole five-minute rape dialogue? 
I don't even know, like, what else I can wreck my soul for on gangbang at this point. Drink. Like, drink. Shot, 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 shot. Everybody! Shot, 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 shot. <laughs> well, I did it. So, you succeeded. I didn't hear. Now didn't, we can find it out. I didn't hear what happened. Well, I was very careful this time not to. <laughs> well, I, t- I tasted it. You know who oh. I want to fight? I want to fight Dolly Parton for having to. She is such a saint. She went viral this week because she is such a problematic queen because she denied the Presidential Medal of Freedom from the Trump uh, presidency twice. <laughs> well, she also got in trouble this week. Old hag. Old hag. I wa- uh Oh, God. I like Dolly Parton still. Do you? Why? Why? She looks like the fucking Joker. I, like, walking we, Phoenix. We went over this last week. Like fucking face. No, okay. She looks like Amanda Lepore. She looks like a the, man. What's the problem period. with that? <laughs> what is the problem with her look? I don't know why I'm trying to reason, uh, like, with logic about women on this show, and we both know we're going to be extremely hateful regardless. But I like Dolly Parton. I I am she's not a, here. She's a friend. I am not here. No, she's not. She's fake. She is fake. She's like Taylor Swift. Everything she does is for her greater appreciation to the general public that, that, nothing that nothing true. she How... ever does is true to herself it's always like a pr move i don't care about well, her yeah, i don't like i think her. she also is she very up like i think she's a man shut up david you keep talking i think she's very upfront with the fact that she is a corporate image and that she's going to work like she's always talked about her like persona being something that she does at least she has the self-awareness to do that, whereas Cher pretends that she is always Cher. No, but you see, what I don't like is even if that she has that self-awareness, people perceive that self-awareness as like, yes, like mama. So That's not her fault. Well, well, that pisses me off. Well, you can be pissed off, but you should yell at them and not Dolly Parton. She is an is old s- cow. Old hag no, she's a s- that needs to be put out to pasture. She is way past <laughs> her prime. She needs to be She's blue a cheese. sweet old lady. She's a sweet old lady who likes to sing and write songs and was really poor growing up. Like, I think oh, she's oh, lovely and I like her big of many boobs. colors. That's how many yeah, times you know she's co- had to suck cum of somebody's mustache. That's that coat oh, of many colors. This is so unholy. You know, Code of Many Couplers is a is a biblical reference. You're, you're, you are chastising God. I'm Jewish. That's from the Old Testament, you bitch. Uh, That's from the Torah. (laughs) Non-binary. Be not. You don't have to hate Dolly Parton. Just find it annoying. Because the people who are doing this thing that you find annoying are not Dolly Parton stands. They're people who are irregularly subjected to Dolly Parton and then like have a fate. I actually find the people who are most annoying about Dolly Parton are young people. No, it's the it's the millennials, but like the older millennials, like thirty two, thirty five. Can, like, can you say that word again? Wait, stop. Can you say that word again? Millennial. <laughs> the millennials. Millennials. It's true. Oh, the pasta and the Mario millennials. Oh, am I saying it funny? You are millennial. 
At least Dolly Parton has a lovely American accent. Meanwhile, you sound like you're from 700 different dumb countries. At oh, once. come on, white supremacy. Oh, I don't care. I we, I got away with it last week. May as well just keep going. Mil- millennial. You, you, you yeah. like the millennial? <laughs> I do want to make it clear that I actually uh, really applaud and respect people who do ESL. She definitely didn't say anything cunt problematic. That needs to die. <laughs> millennial. I disagree. Millennial. I, think... I cannot believe you just made fun of my ESL. Um, can you really not believe how many episodes in are we now? And you can't believe. Bitch, if we were speaking Italian on this podcast, you'd be making fun of me too. Well, I can speak Italian, can you? No, I can speak Japanese. Evisione. My Japanese is shit, too. I got made fun of by a child the other day. As they should. Eat your ass up. <laughs> Colonizer! I literally misheard somebody say something, and they asked me to say it one more time, and this fucking child was, like, cackling about it. I wanted to eat them. <laughs> I, wanted, I like, looked at them, and I saw them in the way that you would look at, like, a Burger King buffet if such a thing were to exist. Like, you would want to eat that shit up. Why? Gobble it. Devour it. Gobble it. Munch it. Munch, munch. Crunch, crunch. David is here to snack the lunch. Sophie died. Oh, you want to talk about Sophie's death now after we've been drinking for an hour and a half? You do it. <laughs> it was really sad to me. I had a really hard time with it, actually. I, so I You know what? It's okay to cry. I mm-hmm. I discovered that song before I even knew who Sophie is, even as a Madonna stan, because it came out, like, what, two years after Bitch and Madonna? Like, I never, yeah. like, looked at it that deep. Um, I found that song randomly on, like, some playlist or something, and I, like, fell in love with it. I, I, I had that song in the loop for so long, and that was my first exposure to, to Sophie. Sophie. Yeah. Well, for me, it was that I was um, really, I was kind of in the PC music stuff, like, before it turned into hyper-pop, you know? Mm-hmm. Because I used to, I, I remember listening to the first PC music compilations when they were coming out, and Sophie was not in PC music, but she contributed to them, and, like, she did the Hey Cutie single and stuff. Hey Cutie! And so I was turned, hey! Hey Cutie! And I was turned on to that, Hey! So I started onto it like pretty young, and I I remember like playing like Hey Cutie on like a car trip with my frat brothers to our weekend getaway, and everyone being like, "What is this?" I'm like, "It's the future." I mean, I was right, but I uh, I was really attached to Sophie, and I remember like uh, buying the product EP, and then I pre-ordered Oil of Every Pearls on Insides, and uh, even back then she still wasn't like really well known or recognized and I uh played the album for one of my gay friends Kyle and he's like what is this like oh my god it was like right before I graduated he moved to New York three weeks later and then he saw her in concert like (laughs) her influence manifested like it happened and um it breaks my heart that it couldn't get further than where it was while she was alive because I I think she still had a lot to contribute I it's insane like she, I mean, you see Twitter and it was, haha, so funny, pots and pans, bro, 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 bro. <laughs> but she really did like usher in this gigantic new wave of music. 
You you have Madonna like she produced like Madonna had her on her record before even Charlie XCX had her on her record. And do you know who had uh her on the record before Madonna did was Amuro Namie when she was like still at a pretty high point in her career in Japan. Like she really left a blueprint on pop music and uh, I mean, if you look at anything contemporary now, like, it has a lot of shades of Sophie in it. Yeah. And I, I mean, Sophie produced I think, for K-pop. She produced for mainstream pop. She produced for rappers. She produced for everybody. It's insane. Like, yeah, her music was in a McDonald's commercial. Who Like, who has that impact? Like, you think, yeah. I mean, uh, in modern times, you think fantastic producers. Okay, you think Pharrell, but that's a specific sound. Mm-hmm. To a specific time, and it worked well. Then you think Timbaland. Nobody thinks more like, ways, but, Sophie, but you know like, him too. She ran the gamut. It's insane what she accomplished. It's truly insane. Yeah. Well, the other thing about her extreme accomplishments, like while she was doing that, was she also was able to maintain an experimental approach to her music and a group of. Uh, fans that she kept like really close in a community that she interacted with her live shows like beyond kind of her commercial success like she was able to do a lot of like exciting and forward-thinking work and no but that's the thing that in a, it's even, amazing even with bitch yeah. and madonna people made fun of it but let's be real then that's what became music like a lot mm-hmm. of pop music after the fact and just because it was Madonna singing over a Sophie track, then it was, like, tacky. Because she's like, oh, my God, she's 55. Nasty. Disgusting. Everyone hates Bitch and Madonna. So I mean, fun. back then, anyway. Like, no, now it's now it's kind of been retrospectively, like, uh, reappraised as Not good. Yet, but, but when it came come. out... Not fully. I, it'll come. It's happening. But I think that when it came out, people weren't able to recognize like the irony and like the theatrics of it which is very intrinsic to sophie's music as well because in like the like on bip which was on product it's like these like really earnest emotions that kind of become ironic and it's difficult to like tell like where like that post but that, that was a line thing a lot it was like go from a hundred percent completely earnest to a hundred percent in on the joke and that was her magic yeah and and that's the the thing is that no other artist up until this point has been able to express that so clearly. Like, it's a really troubling emotion that I think a lot of people our age, I mean, you're ancient and 75, you. but, you know, people people in our generation, you know, like, they, they have, like, that feeling in them, and it's difficult for them to express it in art. Like, the main cultural exports of our generation that, like, resonate with us, it's, like, what? Like, Euphoria and Midsummer, And both of those are processed through a filter of a lot of, like, guck and but, grossness. But that's but why she was managed able to, to do it really pop, emotionally beautifully. That's why she yeah. managed to make pop cool again. Because to a gay audience, pop has always been, quote-unquote, cool. But she managed mm-hmm. to interpret it in a way that was, like... I acknowledge the camp, and here is the camp, right. but let me make it a little bit more cool. And she made, she literally made pop cool again. Like, this whole hyper-pop yeah. thing, Charlie XCX. Like, if it wasn't for Sophie, it wouldn't have happened. Like, this whole thing, like, oh, let's go back, let's try and go back, because back then it was so cool, and let's appreciate that level of camp that used to be. Mm-hmm. 
she interpreted that in such a specific and earnest way. And yes. she really translated that perfectly to a younger audience and now adored her. And I'm so happy for that. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. And I think that her career was a, a really beautiful, empowering thing. And I, I'm not really one to be up for the ID politics and all this stuff. But, like, I remember when I, f- w- I had been following her for a long time and I saw the video for It's Okay to Cry, where for the oh. first time she showed oh. her face after being... She was shrouded in complete, you know... yeah anonymous imagery up until that point and then she comes out with her literal tits out being beautiful and cathartic and excited and i saw that and i felt that there was actually like hope and artistic integrity in what young people are capable of doing and i i pray that people will be able to continue with that thread of integrity and power in their art and i i feel very dubious about it but she did it once, and it no, because she she summarized in that one video and in that one song, like all of the theatrics and the drama and the power and the emotion that comes from identifying yourself in any way in three and a half minutes. Like in three and a half minutes, she was able to conjure every single emotion about what it means to come out as gay or as trans or to understand like yourself and to be that person. And it is, it's thrilling and will remain that way. It's one of the few pieces of art, honestly, in history that's able to successfully communicate that emotion. I agree. And uh, when you, li- when you listen to that and it's uh, a very integral part of the album at the very beginning, but uh, you go later through a lot of the more experimental stuff, a lot of like the more no, like but, okay, like, or emotional themes stuff. But, 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 but no, hold up, hold up, hold up. It, it goes into immaterial. Immaterial. That is immaterial. Immaterial. Yes. yes. I've had that song stuck in my head for like a week and a half now. Immaterial. Immaterial. When Immaterial came out, it changed my life. Like, it immediately became that song. And the reason for it being is that it took a lot of the same, like, through lines from the original, you know, uh, It's Okay to Cry track. And then it explodes them into, like, joyful catharsis. It's thrilling. But that's the thing. And that's the thing that I love uh, about her so much. Is I actually tweeted about this uh, today, about Madonna's debut album. I don't want to, this is not what it's about. Don't (laughs) chastise me just yet. But about um, great lyrics paired with a great beat. Where you you really remember the instrumentals just as much as you remember great lyrics. And she brought that like, ooh, a hundred percent. Like, you remember her drops, you remember her quote-unquote, pots and pan music, just as much as you remember her amazing, fantastic lyrics. Like, ugh. And the the other thing is that, um, I'm going to make the obvious comparison here, which is between, what? Just for me, not for you. What what are you Jane-Janeing here? I'm Jane-Jane. No, everything you said was fine. Don't cut Mm, it. Whatever. No, it's good. Okay, I'm going back in. Three, two, one. And the other thing that I think is really remarkable is that 
you kind of think about how Madonna defined femininity and the self and how one presents themselves to another on Material Girl, right? Like, this song that's entirely about being able to create a character with yourself in order to sell it to a man. And then Sophie, without a doubt, references it on Immaterial, where we get to and see, Madonna's like, Material this Girl complete... is already in on the joke. Like, that's the whole joke. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, like, already in on the joke, no doubt. And Immaterial kind of, like, bursts it and explodes it and takes, like, the same, like, respect for the idea and then puts it into a really fascinating contemporary context and i i think it is the best pop song that's happened in the last 10 years without a doubt i agree oh i i'm heartbroken that she's gone i uh i was i went to the mr donut where i go to write after after work sometimes and then you're writing in the uh, mr donut there's nowhere else to write the starbucks also i hate the mr donut logo it's just ugly it but, is ugly, alas, but the store okay, is nice. Whatever. Yeah, so I go to Mr. Donut to write pretty frequently, and whenever I'm writing, uh, I usually go between like the Tom York like soundtrack for Suspiria. I listen to Aphex Twin, or I listen to Sophie's remix album of uh, Every Pearl's Uninsides. And I had been listening to it the day before she came out, and uh, not before she came out, before she passed away. Before it came out that she passed is what I meant to say. <laughs> And I just, it is hard to think that there's not going to be more of what she did. I'm really proud of us for drunkenly being able to have an earnest conversation about Sophie. And um, on that note, honestly, the only thing I can say is fuck you, death. And fuck you, Cher. Yeah, also fuck you, Cher. I was mad about her tonight. Fuck you, Cher. Um, Could have, it should have been her. Fuck you, Elio's two T's. I don't know why. Just fuck you. And Kylie Minogue. Yeah, always. Always. And fuck you, Cher. Um, fuck you, Kylie Minogue. If you're gonna act like a bitch, then you're gonna die like a bitch. Gang bang. Gang. Bang. Gang bang. Gang bang.